Hello, this is David Nutt. I'm Chair of Drug Science. And I want to welcome you to our Ask David Anything series of questions. So Keith from Dublin has asked a lot of questions. I can't take them all, but I'm going to take two that are related. First, he asks, what is your opinion on ayahuasca and other powerful hallucinogens for spiritual, medicinal, and recreational purposes? And then he goes on to say, I'm interested in psychedelics. Well, I think that's right from the first question, Keith. From small things like increasing your appreciation of nature and avoiding the suppressing nature of a world focused on consumption. Do you see how they could be incorporated into normal lives to help with depression, PTSD, and also just making people happier in their environment? What is the future of psychedelics? Well, that's a question, those two questions are very pertinent to my own research. As many of you will probably know, I've been studying the brain effects of psychedelics for uh, over 10 years now. In fact, it's just the 10th anniversary of the first administration of psilocybin in a brain scanner passed just uh, 10 days ago. I gave the injection to uh, the volunteer who was one of my colleagues and co-workers, Dr. Ben Sessa. And an amazing amount has happened in the last 10 years. That particular imaging study proved to be an enormously interesting piece of research because it, it revealed the fact that psychedelics don't turn on the brain, as everyone assumed, but turned it off. And of particular interest is the fact that they turned off one of the parts of the brain which we know is responsible for driving the misery of depression. And based on that scientific study, we were able to get funding to do a clinical trial where we uh, used a single fairly high dose, 25 milligram dose of psilocybin to, to treat people with resistant depression, people who'd failed antidepressant treatments, and, uh, and pr provide for many of them a great deal of relief with just a single administration. So that was a revolution, and then now there's a multi-center trial going on around Europe, organized by a company called Compassion Pathways, Compass Pathways. Uh, I think they've got 11 centers in six European countries. But more importantly, in some ways, is that the European Medicines Agency has said that this trial has what's called breakthrough status. It's seen as a very important, a very innovative trial that could revolutionize the treatment of some people with depression. Therefore, if it turns out to be positive, it will be fast-tracked as a medicine. And it could be, therefore, a medicine maybe within three or four years, which is hugely exciting. And, and it really does show that the, the efforts we put into finding out what this drug does in the brain was actually really worthwhile. Now, of course, we know historically from uh, studies done particularly on LSD in the 1950s and 60s that uh, there were a number of other psychiatric indications for psychedelics, addictions in particular, but also anxieties and depression. And now in the current day, people are beginning to wonder whether we should try to roll out psilocybin into those treatment arenas, such as obsessive compulsive disorder and PTSD. I think we should. I know that many veterans who've suffered traumatic experiences in, in wars in Afghanistan, in Iraq, and elsewhere, find that they don't get the kind of recovery and remission from their trauma, their PTSD, that, that they would hope. And they're beginning already to go to therapy groups, usually either ayahuasca or 
uh, mushrooms in countries like the Netherlands or in uh, Spain or, or in um, Latin America. And the reports I'm getting from them is that they can be really quite powerful in terms of their healing. Uh, I would like to formalize this kind of uh, intervention so that it could be done in the UK. And it's one of our areas of of current thinking. We're trying to work out how best to begin to, to help those people. Your question also raises a fascinating uh, possibility that maybe psychedelics could actually help people who aren't ill, but who just want to feel better and be more attuned with the world and more open and... Um, and more feeling more, you know, more part of nature. And we've shown that this happens even when you give a normal volunteer a, a psilocybin in a scanner or LSD in a scanner. They often do come out with an improved sense of well-being and, uh, and connectedness with the world. We've, in the process of completing a, a very large study of 20 people who completely psychedelic naive who get it for the first time, uh, psilocybin is their first experience, and we're monitoring changes in their their personality and their um, their psychology and also looking at the brain changes which we think might underpin these. So in a few months we'll at least have some indications to what might be going on for those people who do get uh, these benefits uh, from using psychedelics. And if we can show that they do get benefits and if we can show there is a, a rationale for this in terms of the brain imaging, then I think that will encourage us and other people to, to think about how whether we should make it something that other people could use to benefit them in the more general sense in their life. So watch this space. Follow me on Twitter, and I'll be tweeting that paper when it comes out. If you like my answer, please leave a review and a rating on your podcast app. For tickets for our live podcast on psychedelics on the evening of the 13th of November in London go to the drugscience.org.uk website. You'll also find a lot of very useful information there. And of course, you can tweet me at ProfDavidNutt or hashtag AskDavidAnything to get your questions answered.